you're an early stage Web3 founder, apply to our award-winning accelerator program, Basecamp at outlierventures.io slash Basecamp. We write your first $50,000 check and give you access to 200 mentors, including many of the leading Web3 founders, and a network of 1,000 of the world's leading investors and exchanges. We've helped over 30 startups from 15 countries from all around the world, raise $130 million in growth funding, and can help you fast-track product market fit and, where relevant, the launch of your token economy. Today, I'm really happy to welcome on the show Diane Dai, also known as Dai Dai, co-founder, CMO of Dodo. Welcome, Diane. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me here. So um, we would describe Dodo as an decentralized exchange and liquidity provider um, powered by a proactive market making algorithm, PMM. Um, And you've been in operation now for a couple of years and uh, you're making moves into the NFT space, which is, uh, and I think the approach that you're taking is, is really interesting. DeFi plus NFTs is something we've been speaking about here for a while, I think, um, for the, at least the last 12 months. Um, and interestingly, uh, we, we couldn't actually see each other through video, but we discovered off air that we had previously met in China pre-COVID, which seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. So I think it was uh, Shanghai Blockchain Week, right? We met, which is more than two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. That one in uh, 2019. Yeah, well, um, congratulations on what you've achieved since then. I'm really looking forward to exploring what you've been doing both generally as a a DEX and then your plans more recently around NFTs and the kind of fragmentation um, of NFTs. So maybe we start at at the top. Could you just give us um, a bit of a background as as to you you prior to Dodo? Yeah, sure. Uh, so first of all, I'm very glad to uh, that we, we had this catch up. And actually, I have followed Outlier Ventures like since uh, early uh, 2019. Yeah, and we met before. Now we can have this po- podcast. And now I talk to you as the founder of Dodo. I just feel. Um, time flies, yeah, and uh, yeah, appreciate so. all the opportunities and uh, the uh, faster growing in the whole uh, crypto space. Yeah, so uh, about the background of myself, um, I entered in crypto space in 2017. Uh, back then, I uh, I was still in the uh, uh, university. Uh, but in the same time, I was an uh, intern in DDAX, which is a, a decentralized exchange, uh, but as a order book trading model exchange based in Asia. Yeah, and I learned everything about crypto there. Um, and then in uh, 2018, I started to know like financial functions uh, on blockchains. So just like uh, uh, Uniswap and also DYDX compound this kind of um, protocols uh, before there is before there was a word of DeFi. Yeah, so that is uh, actually that is a crypto winter, but 
uh, at that time, uh, I really feel uh, ex excited about these innovations. Yeah, so I started to uh, introduce these uh, DeFi projects uh, to Chinese audience. I run my own WeChat blog called DeFi Labs and also organize a WeChat group called DeFi the World. And I hold some meetups uh, locally to introduce uh, how these DeFi uh, products work and how you can benefit from it. So many people uh, know me from my articles and these uh, events. Yeah, and somehow I became the influencer uh, in Asia, especially in China. Yeah. And just on that, so people have an understanding of scale, I believe your WeChat group, uh, DeFi for the World, was one of the largest WeChat groups dedicated to DeFi, right? Yes, yes, very uh, very luckily, yeah. And now, because it's very early, so now actually, uh, you know, there is a max uh, for a virtual group that's uh, the most you can have five people in one group, right? So I'll say like half of the group, uh, they founded their own <laughs> projects about <laughs> DeFi, yeah. And it's very interesting because at first. Uh, all of us just uh, DeFi fans, and then half of them become, I would say, DeFi builders. Yeah. And DeFi was relatively slow to catch on compared to the West, right? I don't know. With when we had DeFi summer, mm -hmm. what was happening in China at, at that time? Was there a parallel DeFi system? Was it the same system? Um, can you tell us a little bit about DeFi as a as a theme mm -hmm. in and around China? Yeah, sure. So uh, about this DeFi summer, actually, I think it is a same summer for the West, also for the East. Uh, but right. the difference is uh, before this DeFi summer, because you know something's value is discovered uh, in the summer, but before a summer, there definitely is a winter that's the founders are building it while um, the investors, the users are not really aware of it, right? So actually before DeFi summer, the the winter in uh, 2018 and 2019 is very, I'll say in, in that space, some, some VC and some funds are more uh, smart and uh, uh, long-term vision. Uh, for these emerging DeFi protocols. So like now we see there are some top DeFi protocols actually that are firstly founded in the crypto winter. I think that is a little bit different between the West and the East. Yeah, but when it came to DeFi summer, the, pro the products are more mature for a larger user base. Then uh, there's a little bit advantage uh, in, in Asia that's uh, there are many users, they are looking for profit and they love to learn these uh, new financial applications and uh, they jump into it. Yeah, so um, this, this is uh, uh, the, the same thing and the, the different thing. Yeah, and uh, for us, uh, I founded Dodo 12 months ago. So uh, actually, why I founded Dodo because at that time, um, firstly from the um, innovation level, 
uh, we saw the the adoption of AMM as a trading place as a market making algorithm solution for the DeFi space, right? But we also uh, saw some disadvantage of this. Most of the advantage is uh, it is not really high capital efficient. Based on this experience uh, I had on DDAX, uh, my partner of Dodo and I, we just discovered uh, a solution that we combined the dis- we combine the advantage of other book and also AMM uh, into a high capital efficiency solution for uh, decentralized trading that is PMM algorithm. Yeah, and uh, uh, based on it, uh, we want to bring it into a product. So we founded Dodo in the spring of 2020. And uh, when we bring this, uh, idea into product. Actually, the first day we launched the beta, uh, there are many uh, VC firms, investors from the West. Uh, they saw it and they uh, came to us, like PM, uh, PM me uh, via Telegram and say, hey, uh, Dodo is really interesting. Do you want to talk? And uh, we schedule a meeting and they made commitment to the investment. Yeah. So uh, taking an example, uh, actually, uh, I still remember that uh, we launched Dodo public beta on a Saturday. And that Saturday night, uh, the founder of Framework, uh, they just uh, PM me on the Telegram and we schedule a call on Monday and on that call, they they decided to invest in us. It is, it is really quick, yeah. And when they are recap, uh, recapping why uh, they uh, invest in us, uh, they say they think you know uh, the the Asia market and the, especially Chinese market at that time really need a local product, but uh, uh, per but potentially can have global influence. So that is the, that was the vibe at that moment. Yeah, because for so long, for so long time, the user base is big in China, but they are, but they can only, you know, uh, looking at Twitter and uh, see the Western influencers. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, since Dodo, they, they can see a local influencer and a local product that can uh, have global uh, user base. So they, this, um, this trend and this vibe really uh, pushing us, pushing Dodo uh, into a larger uh, audience. Yeah, so uh, I would say it is a different vision from VC to invest a uh, product. Yeah, but I, I would say it, it is also like the uh, something, you know, uh, unique pr- predation for us. Yeah. And to just get some scale, I mean, you know, you're also known for like a very kind of mimetic style um, uh, and like a, a very strong like visual identity. But could you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the numbers? So, you know, h- how much capital is flowing through Dodo right now? Uh, can you talk about some of the different ways it's being used? 
And um, if you if you have any understanding on um, how much usage is coming from, say, China or, or the East versus the West. Yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, you know, now Dodo uh, is a decentralized uh, trading protocol. Um, for traders, we provide the best uh, trading prices. And uh, for liquidity providers and liquidity creators, we offer various tools to help them create liquidity. Like you can, everyone can create a token, open up a pool, and uh, fund uh, their own project and uh, launch an uh, IDO event and uh, uh, self-serving, uh, launch uh, token liquidity mining for them. Yeah, so this is uh, functions on Dodo. And now we are supporting multi-chains, including Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Polygon, Arbitrum, and Future, uh, Solana, and more chains. Yeah, so on average per day, um, uh, there is 100 million trading volume on Dodo uh, among all of these uh, blockchains. Yeah, so... Um, firstly, different users on different chains, they have different uh, um, activities. Like on Ethereum, there are more whales. They just uh, stay there and uh, uh, mining stable coins, trade stable coins at a large amount. Yeah. And on um, Polygon and, uh, and the Binance Smart Chain, um, the trading is pretty uh, active and uh, there are many uh, retail users yeah uh, and they they love to uh, participate in the IDO events crowd pooling event yeah and about the user base in different places there are one quarter uh, is from China yeah and uh, and then um, some other Asian places like uh, Indonesia Vietnam and uh, and then is some um, places from Europe and uh, the US. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So actually, uh, we see uh, the the growth on Asia and uh, Europe and uh, the U US is still uh, there's a good trend on the growth. So next step is we are expanding uh, Dodo globally into more. Um, into more local market share. Great. And so that's kind of the, the DEX uh, as it is today. And I know, yeah. as I said in the beginning, you're now um, looking to bring a number of innovations around NFTs and this kind of concept of fragments. Yeah. Firstly, can you talk about why? Why, why it's interesting um, for you as a DEX to be looking at NFTs? And then um, could you explain the specific innovations that you're looking to bring to the market? Yeah, sure. So uh, firstly, we really think the, the NFT space will have a, a big growth in the following years. Now, the just um, it's, 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 the time window is like uh, four years, not just, uh, oh, today there is a hype and we are going to pursue the hype. Yeah, so... Um, I think this, this is the basic 
uh, prediction uh, for the for a new um, paradigm. Because actually, I think the uh, human civilization uh, growth there will be two directions. One direction is we go to space, like we build rockets and launch it to Mars, launch it to space. We explore uh, externally. And another direction is we explore ourselves internally and uh, uh, like we want to have uh, AI and we want to have maybe like a robot boyfriend. Like I may not go to find a human boyfriend, but maybe a robot boyfriend can really satisfy me, something like, like this. I think uh, there is a direction internally that uh, human will you know, put more efforts on, on it and there are more requests from it. And that is why now many people is into metaverse. Yeah, and I think in this kind of metaverse and the human requirements, um, it is highly related into uh, blockchains because in a new internal world, there definitely there are some things that is valuable, right? There are value uh, in metaverse and the value it is deposited on blockchains. And when there is value on a value, uh, you must need some, some places to exchange the value, right? And there is where a trading market so as we have these new forms of value, digital value, yeah. they can be uh, collateral as NFTs. They can be collateral in DeFi, right? Yeah, something like that, but not just a uh, uh, collateral. Yeah, I think uh, it's more like uh, uh, in Web3, the assets uh, will not only be fungible tokens, but also non-fungible tokens. Yeah, so I, I, I will think... NFT is new kind of asset in Web3. And as a, a decentralized exchange, I think we are gonna to explore it in the early stage. And that can make sure we we keep learning the new direction of the uh, human human uh, civilization. Yeah, and uh, from our own perspective, we uh, build our own contributions for it. And so um, what specific NFTs are you looking at exploring first in your decks? Yeah, so um, as a deck, what uh, our advantage is, uh, we, we are good at create trading model. Yeah, so uh, bring high liquidity into a, a new market. Yeah, so like what we done before is, okay, we created PMM and we created a, a high capital efficient market for um, fungible tokens to swap to exchange. And with a small amount of capital, but the trading price can be the best among all the decks, right? And uh, we still uh, use the PMM liquidity framework into the NFT asset space, yeah. Could we just explain the PMM concept just so everyone fully understands the, its, its benefit in the context of uh, trading? Okay, yeah. Um, so 
so the 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 philosophy is um like uh, when you are using a order book uh, exchange actually you can see there is a thread right and uh, uh, order the the orders are all among the spread and so you will all, always know the uh, market price so you will change so you will uh, trade at a pr price near the market price yeah so the PMM is uh, we introduced an uh, external price as the price guidance and the guide and um, we gather uh, the capital in the liquidity pools around that price so we can make sure um, the capital uh, will be highly used uh, for the trading near the mar market price yeah so this is a, a basic idea yeah great yeah. and and then the with the nft component mm -hmm. the the reality is if you look at nfts today on OpenSea in secondary markets, they're generally illiquid, right? Because yeah. unlike a fungible token where there might be millions, tens of millions, billions of tokens um, that are liquid and being traded, with NFTs, there might be one, 10, maybe 10,000 maximum mm -hmm. uh, NFTs, which is a much, much smaller pool of assets to be traded. And therefore, they're fairly illiquid as an asset. Yes, so uh, I think OpenSea is great, uh, but it's just like uh, if you look at the history of DAX, um, like in DeFi, firstly, they are peer-to-peer trading model, right? Like uh, like DDAS, like IDAX, like Ether Delta, uh, but they finally they failed for uh, blockchains. Uh, and uh, and then we have like a peer-to-peer -peer lending protocol, right? Uh, Eastland, and then Eastland restructured their their self into a pool model. Now it is Aave and it's pretty successful, right? And the peer-to-peer -peer trading model restructured to AML model. And that is Uniswap, and also now becoming the most uh, adopted trading model. I think this will also uh, work in this way in NFT assets. There is peer-to-peer -peer trading model that is OpenSea, and uh, uh, it will still uh, live for long time. But still, uh, I see there will be more requirements from users. They will. Uh, looking for a high liquidity uh, training model. So what we're gonna do is uh, we will bring the peer-to-pool model into NFT assets. Yeah, so the idea is there will be a pool and everyone uh, can uh, put their NFT, one NFT or multiple NFT, one collection or multiple different NFT collections into that pool. A creator of the pool can launch a fungible token uh, on behalf of it, and uh, uh, they can decide the total amount and the initial price for this token. So the market cap uh, for this token it can um, uh, present 
the market cap of the NFT pool. Yeah, so uh, so there will be a uh, uh, trading enabled between the uh, token and the NFT in in that pool. Very cool. Yeah, so we call it the pool trading model, and uh, um, after this, everyone can you know uh, frequently buy and sell the token. Um, so like uh, uh, you know, CryptoPunks is too expensive for 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 normal people, right? But they still want to get benefit from the rising of CryptoPunks. Then uh, you can create a pool and you put some punks into it, and you launch a token as a, a fragment of it, and you can invest it in the token. You just like you invest in a stock for a company, yeah, and. Uh, uh, based on it, there uh, is also um, uh, trading places that uh, you can use your token to swap some NFT, and you can deposit NFT to swap uh, token into your wallet. Yeah, so it is more flexible and uh, gave more opportunities for normal people to uh, enter these crypto assets uh, at any time. Yeah, so this is basically a uh, style. Got you. So on the one hand, I'm, I'm assuming anybody can create a pool. It's just whether people stake it or provide liquidity into that pool. So you could have it thematically. It could be a crypto punk pool, but it could also be anything, right? I could have my collection, which might have some punks, some bored apes, um, it could just be Jamie's pool of my NFT collections, right? For sure, yeah. So, like, I can have a Dai pool. So I put all of my favorite NFTs, like punks, apes, and cats, dogs. Yeah, and maybe my personal uh, image that's as a NFT version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you can very cool. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if you have some. Uh, market making knowledge you can even be the uh, market maker for your own pool yeah so there will be some skills that you can you know maybe uh, raise the market cap for your pool and raise the value for your tokens that is doable yeah so I think this also bring the opportunity for professional guys to be a market maker uh, for for some NFT collections yeah. Yeah, I love that. So on the one hand, people could effectively back me as a collector, right? By giving me more liquidity, um, it will allow me to acquire more NFTs um, that I could then re-collateralize the pool with. So you can end up with a collector or a gallery um, effectively having the support of a liquidity pool to uh, grow their assets under management. And then, as you say, um, there is the opportunity for uh, financial professionals to then come and manage the the kind of market making of a particular collection or pool as well. Yeah, 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 something like that. And uh, um, for details, actually, like firstly, you put some punks into your pool and you define a swap ratio uh, between one punk to uh, one token. Um, 
that you created, and then you want to like make your pool more valuable. Uh, you can put more NFT like apes or cats into the pool, and the market cap is higher, right? So now you can redefine uh, the swap ratio. Um, what is the swap ratio from one cat into one token and from one punk into one token? Yeah, so, so wow. in this way, actually, the token will be more and more valuable because the uh, value for the for this pool is increasing. Yes. And will you allow for DAOs to create pools? Definitely. So um, so this is a very great way that uh, DAO can create pools and uh, and then they can leverage their community yeah, to like uh, uh, to into the, the NFT space. And uh, actually, I'll say some NFT DAO can be a uh, a market maker group for NFT assets. Yeah, I think there will be definitely some DAOs uh, to do that. That's very cool. Yeah, I mean, I can because ultimately I'm seeing these let's call them blue chip NFTs. They're increasingly being owned by DAOs, yeah. not individuals, just because of their, their value. Yeah. Um, and but but DAOs still need liquidity. So I think that's yeah that's really cool. So look, when will all this be live? How can people um, begin to create pools? Yeah, so actually now we, the whole team uh, is having a get-together uh, in some places uh, offline, and uh, we uh, we are trying to launch it before October, so it's pretty soon. Yeah, and that is version 1, and uh, we also designed the uh, version 2 and version 3 for advanced uh, uh, version. Yeah, but firstly, before October, we are trying to uh, give this version one and to have a beta version to have uh, the access for everyone to play around. Very cool. Well, look, I know um, I know many people in my network who are collectors, individuals or DAOs will be very excited by this. And I think it's just another example of the power of NFTs and DeFi when they combine. So this very much for me is yeah. an exciting part of what's going to be happening within the metaverse. Um, so, uh, Diane, it's been great having you on. Great to catch up with you again. Um, it's quite scary to think that uh, it was two years ago where <laughs> we met, yeah. um, but it's really impressive to see what you've managed to achieve um, over that time period. And hopefully um, we get to see each other again, either in China or, or Europe. If you're in Europe, you have to let me know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that we kept up. I think it's the, the the charm for crypto space yeah so um yeah so i think we can keep the connections yeah so i, I will still keep following what you are doing what the uh, outlet ventures is doing yeah so actually you are pretty the brand of outlier is pretty acknowledged uh, in my space, yeah. So uh, I'm very, very glad to have more conversations with you to share um, more things that is happening here. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. It's good to hear we're, we're cutting through. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for your time. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and share your feedback to help us reach as many people as possible with the important mission of Web three.